Welcome to the Eminem Murder and Mystery Podcast. My name is Charles, and I'm with my wife, Jacqueline. Hey, I'm here. We have big, big fans of mysteries and, uh, you know, true crime shows and documentaries pretty much our entire lives. Uh, when I first met Jacqueline about six years ago, right? I don't know, was it? Yeah. Um, I believe the first documentary we watched was the Catch a Murderer. Oh, Making a Making Murder. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you really into murder before you met me? Because I kind of feel like that wasn't your thing. kind of feel like you weren't really into, like, missed, like... Like murder mysteries. Maybe like, not murder mysteries, but definitely unsolved, weird, unexplained uh, scenarios. Okay. My, my interests have definitely been more about UFOs, aliens, uh, assassinations, oh. uh, things that, you know, aren't really explained, mm. uh, or what I see as possible conspiracies. Oh. Uh, but I feel like there's a good... Uh, balance between murder mm-hmm. who did it trying to figure it out and just mysteries in general that are uh either uh never able to be solved or in certain situations purposely uh covered up uh to just to just name a few you know you got jfk suspicious mk Ultra. definitely sus Yes, definitely sus, as the kids say. Uh, um, you know, things like that. I don't want to give all the topics away right in the first episode. Uh, but uh, the way that this is probably going to run is it's not going to always be one-off episodes where one episode's a mystery, one episode's a true crime examination, but it is going to be a collection of True Crimes, which my wife will research and bring and tell me about, and I'll have no knowledge of. And then on some episodes, I will bring mysteries or unexplained uh, situations uh, to you Mm. and try to convince you, because I feel like it's more fun uh, on my side, because I can actually try to pitch you an idea. And try to get you to buy in. Yeah, and I'm just excited because I feel like you're going to be scared. There's a good possibility about that, I think it's a strong possibility, especially with this story that we're talking about today because there's some pretty messed up stuff that happened here. And, I mean, it's pretty gruesome. So this is actually a warning to anyone listening that doesn't want to hear about, like, gruesome details such as sexual assault. Uh, This is the warning (laughs) because it is graphic um so yeah all right well hopefully anybody clicking on a podcast with murder (laughs) and mystery in the title knows what they're in for um so since you've already kind of piqued the interest of what today's topic is going to be it's going to be a true crime topic Mm -hmm. uh and i know nothing about this topic uh, I know that I uh, bought you a book that has to deal with it, but other than that, I'm going to let you take it away, and I might interrupt when I'm confused or <laughs> if things get 
too intense for my, you know, sensibilities. My little, my little 15 year old girl, uh, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a young girl can't handle a lot of gruesome death or murder. Uh, yeah. You didn't know me when I was 15. Oh, I was good just Lord. like watching all of this stuff on Dateline on the weekends. And that explains a lot now, actually. Oh, does it? Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'll let you take it away, and I'm uh, on the edge of my seat. So, the crime that we're going to be talking about today, like, took place in multiple locations throughout the United States. Should I need a map for this, or? No, I don't think you need a map. Okay, go ahead. Um, but he basically, um, he was a serial killer, and he would have probably gotten away with it for forever, if he hadn't done something incredibly stupid after his last crime that took place in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. And we all know how I feel about Anchorage and Alaska. Does everybody know how you feel? I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so this one piqued my interest just because Alaska is actually a state that has a lot of serial killers in it because there's, you know, a lot of places that you can... potentially hide bodies and whatever else and it's um interesting fact about alaska do you know polar bears are the only animal on the planet that will actually hunt humans as food source Mm. just an interesting aside okay anyway (laughs) so the guy that we're gonna be talking about today his name is israel keys and the crime i'm gonna talk about the crime that ultimately got him caught first Mm -hmm. So, in 2012, he was just on the prowl looking for a victim, and he came across 18-year-old Samantha Koenig, and she was working at a coffee stand in Anchorage, and I saw pictures of this thing. We don't have these in the South. Like, we have coffee shops. We have coffee stores. This was like a coffee-like Nobody can go into it. Like she's like the, a hut. Like, yeah, like a hut. She's the only person working in it, okay. and people just drive up and get their coffee. Like no one goes in there except employees. Okay. So kind of like it's pic- not a store. It's not a store. Okay. So like picture that in your mind. Like we we don't really have that around here. I mean we have like I guess snow cone places that are like that, but we yeah. don't we don't have like coffee places that are like that. Right. Um. So anyway, she was working alone uh, at this little coffee hut. And it was near closing time. Why does anybody ever work alone? That's how all these things start. She was working alone. She was by herself. It was nighttime. I feel like there's a definite connection to... Everybody needs to have a partner. A thunder buddy. Um, And to make it worse, you know, of course, in Alaska with the snow... Right. um, The view of the coffee hut was obscured from the highway by all of the snow... So it was kind of like a recipe for like perfect timing to abduct someone. Mm. Um, so he goes up to the little coffee hut. They're close to closing time. And he orders a coffee, an Americano coffee. And he, um, when she turns around to make the coffee, 
she's you know making the coffee and she's taking the money when she turns around and she turns back to look at him to hand him his coffee he's got a gun pulled out pointing at her and so that's a really bad way to tip yeah (laughs) so she puts her hands up um and he has her turn off the lights okay and then he climbs into the hut Mm -hmm. and he puts the gun to her and he leaves with her okay and so he's according to him when he does get caught he tell he's telling her that as long as she cooperates with him that he'll let her go that all he's trying to do is get some ransom money and Does does he know that she has money is that even a thing that he knows no okay and he wasn't he he lied? He, he never intended to let her go. He lied to her? Well, I mean, obviously, a, someone who's abducting someone is probably not the most stand-up character. Um, so, anyways, he... <laughs> actually, he takes her back to his home. Right. Um, now, he takes her into a shed in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Because in his house are his girlfriend and his young daughter. So, this is a family man. Oh, yeah. This is like a Ted Bundy type character. Like, never suspect it, never know that he's going to be like a serial killer kind of person. Mm. Um, And so he takes her out to the shed and he turns on heavy metal music to keep the neighbors from being able to hear. Um, So instead of them complaining about somebody screaming, they're going to complain about heavy, loud music? Yeah, I, I don't know. But... In any event, he raped her and then strangled her to death. You know, and then, as one does, he just wrapped her up, tucked her away inside the shed. Left her in the shed. He left her in the shed. Um, And then he, his girlfriend, and his daughter went on a... They went down to New Orleans and went on a two-week cruise. He left a body in a garage for, for two weeks? Uh, yes, for two weeks, but you have to remember that it's Alaska, so it wasn't and it was gonna, super cold. So it wasn't going to, like, rot. It was going to fr- freeze solid. Yeah. So he gets back from his cruise vacation right. after committing a heinous crime. I mean, you got to take a break. Yeah, uh, I guess. Um, and so he comes back, and then he's like, you know, I still, I, I still kind of want some ransom money. And so this is where he kind of gets ballsy. Um, he decides that he's going to send a picture of the girl to the family mm-hmm. and convince them that she is alive to get them to deposit $30,000 into her checking account. Because obviously he has her cards and her phone and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Did she obviously, look alive? Well, so here's where it gets interesting, and by interesting, I mean horrible. Um, he actually pulled her body back out from where he had wrapped her up and stuffed her away, mm-hmm. and he had to thaw her out, so he had to use a hair dryer to thaw her out. Um, and then once he got her thawed out, he then took a lot of care and time to apply makeup to her face and to braid her hair. And then, you know, her eyes still looked dead. So after taking all this time to, like, make her skin look alive, her eyes still looked dead. So he sewed her eyes open. um, (laughs) And then he had her standing or sitting or... He had her in the picture 
with a newspaper with a date on it so that it would so that whoever saw the picture would believe that she was alive on the date that was on that newspaper. Right. Um, and then he edited the image, and you can actually find the image on the internet. Um, Is it pretty? I, it's creepy. It's it's definitely an unsettling photo. Like once you know that like she's dead in that picture. Um, See, I'm tempted to look it up because I have a computer right next to me, but that that's the kind of stuff that would keep me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> so I sh- I'm not gonna do that. Um, so he arranges for, uh, her family to come and find the ransom note with the picture. He sends a text and he's like, under Albert, which is a dog that was missing. There's a poster of a dog named Albert who's missing. And he is going to place the picture of her underneath the, uh, poster. So anyway... He said, under Albert, ain't she purdy? Yeah. So, he was definitely messing with them and being Cruel. horrible. Um, and so, they collect the picture and, you know, the law enforcement, they are like, well, this is our opportunity. Like, put, you know, we'll put the money in the account and then we're going to track the usage, where the, the yeah, the usage of the money. And so... They're able to see, like, you know, every time he makes a withdrawal, because he can only withdraw up to, like, $300 a day um, at ATMs, because he's not going to go inside a bank. All right. Um, he can only get, like, $300 a day, and so they're just kind of, like, tracking him, and they're always just moments behind him in Alaska. Um, and then, oddly enough, her bank account gets pinged in Texas, he went to Texas. He went all the way to Texas. To get money. I At that point, I think that he was just, you know, the, you have to understand this guy was somebody who would plan his murders actually well in advance. Uh-huh. So what he would do is that he would bury what he called kill kits in a state. So he would go to a state, bury a kill kit, which would have basically like, I guess, everything like... A beginner's guide to murdering someone, basically. Like, um, yeah. And he would bury it, and then, like, two years would go by before he would go back, and he would just randomly select someone. So, if he hadn't had this massive mess up mm-hmm. with Samantha Koenig, it's highly likely that he probably would have never been caught because there was nothing tying him to these crimes. There was no, like, geographical similarities there were not even really like there was nothing connecting all of these murders and a lot of these people that were just they were missing (laughs) that was that was the only thing that was like their connecting factor was these people sometimes went missing um and so yeah i I think it's likely that he probably never would have been caught did did his family never suspect that he would just no disappear what what was his job he was a contractor so we just, he would just say, I'm building things? Yep. And, huh. Yeah, no one, no one, I don't think anyone ever really questioned it. I don't think anyone ever really was like, oh, I wonder if he's just like, you know, hopping a plane to, let's say, he would go to New York and then he would rent a car and drive to Vermont, which this actually happened. He drove to Vermont, selected an elderly couple Bill and Lorraine Courier. He doesn't live in these areas. No, he doesn't live in these areas. So how did he pick them? Random. What? 
And actually, with Bill and Lorraine Courier, he actually chose the location to kill them before he chose them. So he says, I want to kill somebody in this area. Yes. Okay. So he has this farmhouse that he uh, is planning to take somebody back to. And he selects Bill and Lorraine Courier. And he abducts them in the middle of the night. So he actually disabled their phone line. Um, And then he just abducted them while they were sleeping. He And then he took them out to this farmhouse, and the wife, Lorraine, actually tried to make a run for it. Now, obviously, she's in her 50s, and she's up against a grown man in his 30s. Yeah, she doesn't make it that far. No. Um, so she was going to just leave her other 50-year-old husband? I guess so. Damn. Yeah. Um, and so... I mean, she may have thought that Bill was already gone or that she could go and get help for Bill, but... Bill's gone. Well, Bill was actually still alive, and Bill was inside the farmhouse, and he brought... When Israel brought Lorraine into the farmhouse, uh, Bill was still alive. Bill tried to make a run for it. He was going to leave his... Well, at that point, she's already abandoned him, so I think it's fair game for him to... He he didn't make it. No. Um, At this point, Israel is pissed. Israel, like, you know, he's this is a guy that likes to be in control. And this is now the second time that his plan has been almost screwed up by losing control. So he, just in a moment of rage, takes a shovel and just pummels Bill in the head with the shovel. And then he shoots him. Just in case? Just in case, I guess. And all of this occurs while Lorraine is watching. And so Lorraine has just seen her husband murdered in front of her. And Israel's like, you know, I think I could make this just a little bit worse. Um, He then rapes Lorraine. The 50-year-old woman? Yes. Man. And strangles her to death. And then he buries their bodies at the farmhouse. And he just goes back on about his business. Does he own the farmhouse? No. Just abandoned. Abandoned farmhouse. So... This guy plans, like, hardcore. Oh, like, years in advance. Like, he will bury a kill kit, and then he will not come back until, like, two years later. And he never hits the same area twice. So he knew that this farmhouse was abandoned. Yeah. He just picked a random couple yep. in the area. Mm-hmm. Did he ever... Was there always elderly and young girls? That's a good question. So actually, he had. So you know, he had his rules about his victims. Okay. No kids. I mean, you got to have some. I mean, he had a kid, so honor. You know, no kids. Um, Principles. No moms. What would the kids do without their mother? Um, and then no pets. Well. Or no dogs. Okay. (laughs) We're on board. Cats. I, I, I'm a big fan of cats. Cats yeah. are fine. Well, I was actually reading that, like, his whole, like, most serial killers, like, there were these signs early on of him, like, murdering animals. animals. So, I don't know if they were, like, maybe it's just, like, dogs specifically. He's like, no, they're too good. Um, yeah. Armadillas, screw them. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if they have armadillas in Utah. but. <laughs> so, what, is, what characterized, how old was the girl? 18. So, 18-year-old, I guess, technically. Legally. I mean, technically, but, like, not really. 
I would still, I, I not I was still a kid at 18. I was definitely, I was still a kid at 23. So. Uh, how old are you now? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, back to Texas. Right. Uh, Samantha Koenig's uh, debit card is being used in Texas, and so Texas law enforcement is now alerted to be on the lookout for uh, a specific vehicle. Okay. And so, they know the vehicle. Yeah, because of the images from the ATM, ATM, and then like traffic and okay. traffic lights and all. Do they that have stuff. a picture of him? No. Okay. So they're looking for the specific vehicle, and this one law enforcement person sees this vehicle, and he's you know he's like, oh, that's a bit sus, you know, that's mm-hmm. a bit suspicious, and so he decides to just follow this guy, mm-hmm. and he's just waiting. For him to break some kind of traffic law. So Israel starts doing like, I think, three miles over the speed limit. Uh So the police officer pulls him over. And in the back seat of his car is a mask. um, Samantha Koenig's driver's license. Her debit card. Why do you have the driver's license? I don't know. Just either he wanted, like in my mind, either he wanted to get caught. Uh Or he's just... So full of himself that, they didn't he, that he just didn't think anything would ever catch him. Now, this is his last murder. That was the very last murder. Okay. Yeah. So they actually, they think there are about 11 victims. Um, and it's because once he got caught. He got caught right there. He got caught in Texas and he refused to te- talk to Texas law enforcement. He wouldn't talk to anyone until he got extradited back to Alaska. I don't know why. Why was he out just murdering random people? Like you know, no one really. Maybe he likes the weather in Alaska. Um, so he gets to Alaska, and of course, FBI agents, you know, they they want to interview him. They want to find out everything they can. Like, where is Samantha? Is she still alive? And of course, she's not. Right. Um, and did so, he leave the body in? Did he do anything? So he had to, he did, he disclosed where the body was. So he admitted to it. He admitted to it. But he would only talk to them if they would bring him an Americano coffee and a cigar. And of course, you know, they want him to talk. So they did. So they they bring him the coffee. But what's so weird about that is that the Americano coffee is exactly what he ordered when he abducted Samantha Koenig. So... It's a little bit unsettling. A little unsettling. Um, So he then tells law enforcement what he did with her body. And what he did with her body was he had chopped her up into multiple pieces, wrapped her up, wrapped those pieces up, and then taken her out to a lake in Alaska where one would maybe go ice fishing Uh and weighted those pieces down and dropped them in. And he said, you know, while I'm here, I think I'll go ahead and do some fishing. So he goes fishing while he's there. And he catches some fish. And he brings it home. They eat it? And he and his girlfriend and his daughter have it for dinner. Oh, no. Yeah. So he tells them all of this. The fish could have been eating the body. No, I don't think the body was in there long enough, and it was also wrapped up in, like, okay, trash okay. bags and whatever else. But it's still, it's just, like... It's unsettling. It's very unsettling. Right. Like, you know, 
I'm bringing home family, you know, food for my family, but I'm also he's a like, provider. You know, he provides. I'm also like dumping the remains of a young girl that I've murdered in a horrible way. Um. So, all of that happens, and he decides that he's just going to start spilling the beans about all of his crimes. And this is a man who. Do you think he was just upset that nobody had been making a bigger deal about it? No, I don't think he was upset about that because, in fact, he actually told them that he would only talk to them if there was, like, less coverage of this because he didn't want to be the kind of person that people made podcasts about or... Uh, <laughs> Sucks for you, dude. Um, Is he still alive? No. Ooh. So, he didn't want to be... He didn't want anyone to know about his crimes. He didn't want his daughter to know about it, which, you know, I mean, don't murder people if you don't want your daughter to know that you're a murderer. I mean, I mean. that's just, like... Don't do it. Um, but he was very adamant that he didn't want anyone to know about his crimes. And so he was willing to give law enforcement whatever information they needed. But he didn't want, he just didn't want to be a spectacle. Right. I mean, this guy, he's got quite the rap sheet. You know, like he's hes a serial killer. He's a serial rapist. He's a serial arsonist. He's a bank robber. And he's an abductor. So he's done all these things and he... All of these things over the period of like 1997 to 2012. Um, and the bank robberies, they were just all over the U.S. And it was ba- basically just to fund all of his flights to go wow. kill people <laughs> because travel was expensive. And, right. you know, so he's telling law enforcement all of these things. And then at one point... He decides that he's just he's going to end the interview, so they send him back to his cell. And while he's in his cell, he commits suicide. What he does is he ties basically a noose around his neck mm-hmm. and to his foot. Yeah, and then he lays on his stomach, mm-hmm. and he you know he cut his arms okay. to bleed. Right, and so the thought was that if the bleeding out didn't kill him, then when his foot fell from lo- from like loss of consciousness, uh-huh. it would strangle it would him. Strangle him. Did it worked. Oh yeah, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So the only known victim that we know of. Specifically, well, we know of Bill and Lorraine, and we know of Samantha Koenig. So he admitted to both of those. Okay, but there were other unknown victims. There, yeah, there are victims that are believed, but I mean, they think that they've got about eleven victims, okay. and then you know, then they have these kill kits. They did find the kill kits. There are some kill kits, yeah, that they have found. Yeah, and I mean, this guy, he was just very, very strange. Um, he told law enforcement, he said, there's no one who knows me or has, or who has ever known me who knows anything about me, really. They're going to tell you something that doesn't line up with anything I tell you because I'm two different people, basically. Wow. So he was basically living a front just so he could be his real self, which is the murderer. Everything, all the money he made, everything was just so he could go fly around and kill people. Yes. Wow. That's nuts. And this was someone, I mean, he had been in the military 
he had served in the army. He had actually gotten the uh, the like a medal of yeah an achievement medal from the army. Huh. Uh, the only reason that he left the army is because he got a DUI and the army just honorably discharged him right. because he had that achievement medal and I guess they didn't want to dishonorably discharge him but Not also him a medal. yeah but also they didn't want him in the army anymore. Right. Um, so he was no longer in the army. And, I mean, he was raised in a Mormon environment. Oh. So maybe there's something there. Maybe. Um, no judgment? No judgment. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he had a... I, I would think that other than this killing of the pets, it's... From everything that I've found about his childhood, like, it doesn't seem... A normal childhood. It doesn't seem crazy. It doesn't seem off the wall. I mean, his grandfather did give him a gun when he was 14. I mean, that's not But that's, crazy. I mean, we were raised in the South, so we're just kind of like, well... You... I think I shot my first deer at, like, 13. Well, it, it was a revolver, so, I mean, maybe that's a little bit different than, like, a hunting gun. I don't know. But, maybe. Um, I mean, it's Alaska. Given... They have to have some... Well, he polar was a, bears. Was I U... just told you. They hunt humans. He was in Utah. So, not... He didn't move to Alaska until he... Maybe a po- polar bears can walk a long way, man. You never know. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think what was unsettling about that is that he was making his own silencers for the guns. So maybe that maybe, would, maybe, that was probably a red flag. This is a this is a this is your sign moment. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to tune in and <laughs> check and see what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's nuts. I mean, I can't. Ugh. Um. Wow. It's always strange when I hear these cases, and it seems like every time it happens, it's like no one would have ever imagined that you know fill in the blank could have been capable of doing this. I feel like it's just always a uh, characteristic of these people to live like a double life. You know, I have a family. I have a kid. I have dogs. I have. A good job, a nice house, and on the weekends when I can get away, I like to go and abduct people and chop them up, you know, as a stress reliever, I guess, I don't know, it's just so, oh man, well that's a crazy one, that's really, that's, well thank you for bringing that to the, to the, to the very first uh, Eminem podcast. I was interested in it from the moment that I heard about it because of my connection to Alaska, Right. and I actually asked my aunt cindy if she remembered this did she yeah she of course she remembers i mean they, they live in anchorage right. so of course they remember this case and i don't even remember like what we were talking about but she was like yeah you should come to alaska there's not any crime here and i was like mm, don't you have like a lot of serial killers in alaska <laughs> and she was like yes <laughs> but come on it'll be fun we can hunt them together it probably would be fun just to go. <laughs> Jesus. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what. Just for, for just a little bit of information I know about Alaska and the number of murderers that live there. I have, why would I ever want to live there? You know? If, if there's even a percentage of saying, hey, this area has the most... I mean, li- you're most likely to get murdered in Alaska. We live in Atlanta right now. <laughs> I... I I feel completely safe here. Okay. <laughs> we locked the door. It's fine. 
but uh, uh, yeah, no, that's wow. Well, thank you. I think that was a good first start. Uh, yeah, and if you're interested in knowing more about Israel Keys, there's this really awesome book called American Predator, The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the 21st Century by Maureen Callahan. There's also just a lot of coverage. You can actually watch um, this guy being interviewed by FBI agents on YouTube. They released the footage on YouTube? Yeah. So it's like five different... Is it him drinking the coffee and smoking the cigar? Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I tried to watch it, but it's just eerie, mm-hmm. and it's also just really long. Like it's five different videos, and they're each about an hour long. So, more power to you if that if that floats your boat. But that was just a long, long time to commit to listening to someone talk about gruesome murders, like like he just ordered a salad for lunch. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Well, thank you for bringing that to the first episode. Uh, very interesting, very uh, 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 up your alley. Um, well, this is how most of the episodes are going to go. Uh, next episode, uh, I'll bring a topic of discussion. Uh, I think I have JFK lined up, as I've done a lot of. That is, you know, my go-to mystery, conspiracy, unsolved. Uh, oh, technically unsolved. They say they know who killed him. It's a little bit of a tease for next next episode. Uh, but uh, we will have a website soon and uh, some other uh, links and affiliations that y'all will be able to uh, follow and see pictures. We took a picture before this podcast to kind of <laughs> uh, make a moment of it. Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning in and... Uh, Hopefully you'll uh, be along for the ride with us. Is there anything you have to say, Jack? Just stay safe out there, guys. Stay alert. Don't go to Alaska. Well, just, you know, if you do, just like, you know, don't be alone. And also go in the summer. It's better. Yeah. Daylight. Don't work. Don't sell coffee. And always work with a, with a uh, Thunder Buddy. All right, guys. Catch y'all next time.